had part of the service and blessed us. Anyway, amen. Tony didn't know it, but I talked to him yesterday, I talked to Rick yesterday, and some of them. Tony, well, that's not where he was going to this morning for a few minutes, and I didn't say anything about it, but if you'll stand with me and open your Bible to the next chapter there, starting where he shut off at, verse 1, stand with me this morning. When you found it, say amen. amen. If you have not found it, say wait just a minute. All right, I didn't hear none, so... Jesus was speaking here, of course, in chapter 6 where Tony is at and when he said to seek you first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And then in verse, uh, chapter 7, verse 1, he said, Jesus said, Judge not that you be not judged. Is anything hard to understand about that verse? Is anything you don't understand about it? Judge not that ye be not judged. For verse 2, For with what judgment ye judge, ye shall be judged. And with what measure ye meet, it shall be measured to you again. And why beholdest thou the moth that is in thy brother's eye, but considerest not the beam that is in thine own eye? Or how wilt thou say to thy brother, Let me pull out the moth out of thine eye? And behold, a beam is in thine own eye. Verse 5, Thou hypocrite, first cast out the beam out of thine own eye, and then shalt thou see clearly to cast out the moth of, out of thy brother's eye. Verse 6, Give not that which is holy unto the dogs, neither cast ye your pearls before swine, lest they trample them under their feet, and turn again and rend you. Verse 7, it said, Act, and it shall be given you. Seek, and ye shall find, knock, and it shall be open unto you. What a promise. Verse 8, For every one that acteth receiveth, and he that seeketh findeth, and to him that knocketh it shall be open. Or what man is there of you, whom if his son Axe bread, will he give him a stone? Or if he axed a fish, will he give him a serpent? Verse 11, If ye then, being evil, know how to give good gifts unto your children, how much more shall your Father, which is in heaven, give good gifts, good things, to them that axed him? Verse 12, Therefore all things, Whatsoever ye would that men should do to you, do ye even so to them. For this is the law and the prophets. Our gracious and loving Heavenly Father this morning, we thank you, Lord, so far along in this service, Lord. It's been a blessing to be here, Lord. We thank you for being here with us, being in the midst of us. Lord, we thank you this morning for those that's come this way, those listening by radio, internet, or watching on Facebook this morning. Heavenly Father, we just ask, Lord, that you'll be a blessing to them also this morning. We just ask, Lord, that you be with your servant this morning, Lord, as he stands 
And as humbly as he can, Lord, being obedient to you this morning. Lord, I just ask this morning, Father, that you will be with each and every one of us this morning, Lord. Just touch our hearts this morning. Lord, just open up the windows of heaven this morning, Lord, and just give us all a blessing this morning, Lord. Father, we ask now that you just take this message, Lord, this word that's yours this morning. Take it and use it through your servant this morning to get the word out there. And we'll thank you and praise you. For we ask all these things in Jesus' mighty name. And God's people said, Amen. Amen. You know, I read in the Bible many times where Jesus, matter of fact, I believe I can, I've read where Jesus went into the temple or went into somebody's house and where the Bible said when he went in and he sat down and the Bible said he taught the people. You know, the last few weeks, we've had some of the best Bible studies, Rick, that I believe that I've ever been in. We want to invite you to come out, and we may be putting them on Facebook, Then we'll be over here Wednesday night, if anybody'd like to tune in and watch us. But many times, Jesus taught the people. And sometimes, I think that we as preachers, we need to slow down just a little bit and really explain what Jesus is truly saying. How many times have you heard somebody say, well, you don't have the right to judge me? Has anybody ever heard that? You don't have the right to judge me. Well, Jesus here, these are the words of the Lord right here, written in red, pertaining to the blood of Jesus Christ. He said, Judge not that ye be not judged, for with what judgment ye judge, ye shall be judged, and with what measure ye meet, it shall be measured to you again. In other words, what Jesus was saying, you'd better be careful of what you say. You better be careful if you make a statement about somebody, you better make sure you know what you're talking about. And then the Bible still says, we're not to judge one another. Now he was talking about the brother and the sister. But instead of judging them, if we see or feel that they have a fault, then we're to go to them and try to straighten that fault out. So Jesus said, what judgment... You know, in other words, if I judge Brother Mark there and I judge him by what I think or what I feel or what I've heard, and most of the time, if we judge anybody, it's not something that we've seen with our own eyes, but it's something that, about somebody that we've heard with our own ears. Amen? Did you ever notice something? Well, did you hear about so-and-so? No, I didn't hear about it. Well, so-so told me about it. So we need to be careful because what the Bible's saying, if we judge, and for instance, I'm going to use Brother Mark there because I know he don't care. If I judge Brother Mark here, and 
I judge him wrongly, and I judge him for what I think, or because I heard somebody else told me, and I judge Brother Mark, the Bible's simply saying here, even though I judge wrongly, Mark was innocent in it, but God, what God is saying, Jesus is saying, you're going to be judged for what you judged Him for. So we got to be careful, Brother Paul. We got to be careful, and we need to know what we're talking about before we talk. So Jesus said here in verse 3, He said, So why, and why beholdest thou the moth that is in thy brother's eye, but considers not the beam? that is in that own eye. So what he's talking about here, instead of judging your brother who's got just a little fault, and this, what it was saying here, this uh, uh, moth, this was considered just a speck of sawdust. Very little speck. So it's a very little fault. But notice what Jesus said, why behold us, why are you judging him for that little moth that is in thy brother's eye? Why don't you stop and consider, but, but consider not the beam that is in thine own eye? You see what he's saying here? You see what Jesus is saying here? You've got a whole lot, you've got a whole lot bigger fault in you than what Mark has in him. Is that all right, Mark? What Jesus is saying, Brother Ralph, <laughs> he said, instead of looking at the little fault in Mark, you need to look in the mirror and you need to consider your fault because it's the size, it's the size of a two before. It's the size of a two before. You know, sometimes we like to judge people, we like to talk about people. But then when somebody, we find out somebody's talked about us, the shoe goes on the other foot, so to speak. Amen? So the best thing we can do is not judge one another, but pray for one another, lift one another up, especially during the times that we're living in. In other words, if somebody else wears a mask and sits with it all the time in church, and that would please me. If you don't, then you don't judge somebody for it. You don't laugh at them. You don't make fun of them if they want to wear a mask all the time. I respect that. I do. Because they respect not themselves. All but they respect those around them. And that's what I want to do. I fail to doing that, Rick, down since this thing's been going on. And God has dealt with me on it. And God just said, if you don't care about yourself, at least care about those who are you around. So don't laugh and make fun of somebody that wears a mask. Because if you're not careful, if you do, and you don't wear one, you're going to be the one come down with it, and you're going to remember them words. But so Jesus said, before you judge... Someone has just got a little fault. 
You check on self. Sometimes we all need to take a check on self. Amen, Mike? Sometimes we all need to take a check on self. And if we would take a check on self, Brother Tim, sometimes, uh, then we wouldn't be so quick to judge Mark or somebody else. Amen. You know, it's awful easy to see somebody else's fault. Well, I ain't getting a whole lot of amens here this morning. Are y'all scared or something? What, brother? (laughs) (laughs) So, the old saying is, before you sweep off my doorstep, you need to sweep off your own. And that's the way that we are today. Before we start sweeping somebody else's doorstep off, we need to sweep our own off. Amen. And then we can see better to sweep through. That's why Jesus said, said you first uh, get that big fault, that big problem out of your eye, and then you can see better to get that little problem out of somebody else's eye. And Jesus went went on in verse 4 and he said, Or how wilt thou say to thy brother, Let me pull out the moth or speck out of thine eye, and behold, a beam is in thine eye. He said, Behold, how are you going to do that? And then he went on in verse 6 and he said, Give not that which is holy unto the dogs, neither cast ye your pearls before the swine lest they trample them under their feet and turn again and render you. I've been asked, what does, what does that really mean there? What does that really mean there? Jesus said, the verse 6 said, Thou hypocrite. Thou hi-. I didn't say that. Jesus said it. Talking about these people that judging wrongly and all. He said, I hypocrite is the only statement that can be made for the play actor. That's what a hypocrite is, if you wonder what it is, right there tells us. So the only statement that can be made for this playmaker who pretends to be a physician, (laughs) the one that's going to take the speck out of your eye, when himself is the one that's sick. That's getting it down there, ain't it? The dogs and the swine, I ain't called nobody dog swine this morning, Jesus has. The dogs and swine refer to those who have, listen to this, deliberately rejected the message of truth. There's a lot of them out there today, amen? They're rejecting the truth of the Lord Jesus Christ. They're turning away from it. These particular animals were especially repulsive to Jesus' audience. And so then we get down here to verse 7. It said, Act, and it shall be given unto you. Seek, and ye shall find. Knock, and it shall be opened unto you. First of all, the Bible says we have not because we ask not. In James chapter 4 and verse 3, 
He said, you have not because you ask not. And when you do ask, you ask consuming it what? On your own lusts, on your own desires, your own wants, your own ways. Now you remember, now hold on to this a minute because we may come back here. Axed, first of all, you've got to ask. You know, when you get saved, if you don't ask Jesus to save you of your sins, uh, then He can't save you of your sins. If you don't ask Him to forgive you, then He can't forgive you. But He said, first of all, Asked, and it shall be given to you. Man, there's a promise right here in this verse, next two verses, I'm telling you, we're going to get on this in a minute. The second one, he said, seek, and you shall find. What does that word seek mean? It means to look for it. You remember over there in the book of Luke, the Bible said, Little Lazarus, you know, was a tax collector, hated of all people. The Bible said he was a little statue, but he hated because he was beating people, paying their taxes as they come in and out of town. And he heard that Jesus was coming down the road and he knew he couldn't see over the crowd. And remember what he done? The Bible said he went and climbed up in a sycamore tree to see Jesus when he passed by. Why? He went and climbed up to seek Jesus, to see Jesus this morning. See, you've got to ask and you've got to seek. You've got to look for something uh, before when you pray for something, uh, you need to pray sincerely uh, because God will only hear a genuine prayer uh, from His people this morning. A lot of times we'll go down the road and Lord, give me this. Lord, give me that. We got any, Lord, give me this and give me that in the house this morning? Yes, we have. Amen. We don't say, Lord, give me what I need. We say, Lord, give me what I want. And then when the Lord don't give it to you, then you get mad at the Lord. You say, well, the Lord just didn't, don't love me or the Lord just didn't hear me. He gave so-and-so down the road something and I wanted what he had, and I asked the Lord, but he didn't give it to me. Well, bless our little hearts. Don't you think it's time we need to grow up and take God seriously? Until we take God ser seriously, this thing you call pandemic, it ain't going to never go away if we don't take God seriously about it. Oh, they said when the election was over, it'd all be gone. Well, the election is over. Well, I reckon it is. I don't know. But I'm going to tell you, you ain't going to learn nothing from them people. I'm talking about Republicans and Democrats. They ain't going to help one another, so why do we expect them to help us? I tell you who I'm putting my trust in, Slick. I'm putting my trust in Jesus this morning. They ain't going to keep me safe, these politicians, but I know one that can, and his name is Jesus. 
Just like that song says, I can't walk on the water, but I know one that can. I can't open blinded eyes, but I know one that can. I can't heal the sick, but I know one that can. I may not can meet your need this morning, praise God, but I know one can meet every one of our needs. Amen. Jesus said, Ask and it shall be given you. Seek and ye shall find, knock, and it shall be opened unto you. Verse 8, it says, For everyone that asketh, listen to this, receiveth, and he that seeketh findeth, and to him that knocketh, it shall be opened unto him. Somebody give God a hand of praise in here this morning. Let's really make the devil mad this morning. Uh, let's let him know we didn't come to fear him. We come to worship God this morning. <laughs> Boy, I got a strong amen over here somewhere or another. Let me read you this. These three, act, seek, and knock, the three imperatives, act, seek, and knock, are in the present tense of the original language. Listen to this. Suggesting both perseverance and frequent prayer. If you think prayer is not important, listen. Fervent, you know what that means? Fervent and continual prayer is to be made to be made on behalf of those for whom we are concerned. Does that say we just need to pray for them once, Ricky, and then forget about them? It means to pray continually for them. Fervent prayer, fervent and continual prayer is to be made on behalf of those for whom we are concerned. Listen to this. Now, this is God's promise. God promises to answer all genuine prayer. In verse 8, everything we need for spiritual success has been promised to us, so God leaves us no excuse nor failure. Hallelujah. We don't have an excuse this morning. We don't have an excuse not to come to church. We don't have an excuse not to worship the Lord. We don't have an excuse not to pray. We don't have no excuse to dishonor God. We don't have any excuse in our Christian life. Amen. Because we are a free people this morning and God has just promised us these are probably, man, I'll tell you the way something went through me like a bolt of lightning right there. That's a good, I want to read that again if I can find. Everything we need for Christians now, everything we need for spiritual success, spiritual growth has been promised to who? It's been promised to us, church. It's been promised to us. Uh, so the Bible says, and I like this, Connie. God leaves us. I'm going to use this. I'm going to put changes just a little bit here. God leaves you in here, out there, across the world. It's listening. God leaves us 
no excuse for failure. No excuse for failure back there, big, big uh, Joe, because God has already supplied it for us. He said it in them. He said it in them three words there. Asked, and you shall find. Knock, and it shall be opened unto you. Seek, asked, and it shall be given you. Seek, look for, and you shall find. Knock. And it shall be only for everyone, he said. Seriously, seriously, for everyone that asketh receiveth, and he that seeketh findeth, and to him that knocketh it shall be open unto you. We taught over our Wednesday night to Brother Mark, uh, you wasn't there, but we taught over there. Uh, we have an entrance when we get saved. Uh, we have an entrance, Brother Ricky. Uh, right into the throne of God uh, if we're Christians. Why? Because the devil, uh, hey man, when they uh, crucified Jesus, uh, you know, when we was in our sins, uh, sin separated us from God. Uh, They were just like a blanket between us and God, Brother Mark. But when Jesus died on that cross, uh, that, that, uh, uh, that petition was tore apart. Uh, and therefore, because it was tore apart, uh, that opened up uh, a runway from here to heaven. Hallelujah, church. Uh, we have it this morning. So there is no reason why we don't pray, Danny. And no reason why we don't seek God, pray for our loved ones, uh, no reason God done said uh, if you pray genuinely uh, and fervently, uh, God said uh, if you will seek me, uh, I'll see you, I'll hear you, uh, and uh, if you will knock, I'll open unto you uh, a door uh, that opens up uh, a good and better, uh, amen, uh, hallelujah, a better, open up a better way in life. All we've got to do is knock. And he said, I'll open unto you. Hallelujah. I remember a time. Brother Mark, I remember a time that I was lost and undone and without God. I remember also them times that I was miserable. I remember the times I tried to drown my problems, my sorrows, and everything. And a bottle of Jack Daniels or a maker's mark. Took me for years to realize that that wasn't getting rid of the problem. Paul, it was just adding to my problem. But one day when I went to Jesus, hallelujah. (laughs) One day when I went to Jesus, I got to seeking Him. I knocked, or He knocked, and I opened up. He came in. And he said, I forgive you. What I was looking for, I've been looking for years and years and years. I wanted some peace and contentment. But I didn't find it in the bottle. It only comes from one place, Brother Mark. And that's from the throne of God. And that day when I asked him to forgive me, that day when I, is anybody listening to me this morning? That day when I asked him to forgive me of my sins, that day, there was a door open unto me. <laughs> Hallelujah. And it's never been shut. Amen, bro. It's never, since 1937, 
or not, not 1937, I ain't that old. <laughs> Since 1983, that door has never been shut. Now, there's been times that I may have shut God out, but there's never a time that God has shut me out. He said, Or what man is there of you whom if ye, if his son asks bread, will he give him a stone? How many of you fathers, if your son come to you and asks you for a piece of bread, will you reach down and pick it up and give him a rock? Say, chew on this a while. Verse 10, it said, or if he asked a fish. I like fish. Jesus must have liked it. He talked about them a lot in the Bible. Or if he asked a fish, will you give him a serpent? Nanny, if your son's sitting back there, if he asked you for a fish, would you go out and catch a snake and say, here, try this a while? If he said, Dad, give me a piece of bread, would you reach down and get a rock and say, here, Scotty, try to chew on this a while? No, he wouldn't do that. Would any father in here do that? Any mother do that to their daughter? No. It don't matter if you're a sinner. Well, I mean, in this sense that I'm talking. If you're a sinner. When I was a sinner, I wouldn't do my kids that way. If they asked bread, I'd give them a piece of bread. I was a fisherman. If they wanted a piece of fish, I'd give them a piece of fish. I wouldn't reach down and go out and kill no snake. Say, here, boys, try this. Don't you try it either, fathers, because you may not wind up coming out of it too good. So listen to this. Verse 11, he said, If ye then... Here he was talking to the lost. If ye then being evil or simple, know how to give good gifts unto your children, we all do, don't we? We know what we know how to give them. But like listen to this. How much more shall your father, which is in heaven, give good things to them that asked him? Your father's in heaven. He's got everything. He owned the cattle on a thousand hills. He owned the beasts of the forest. He owned the rivers. He owned the skies. He owned this building. He owned this building the ground he's sitting on. He owned your house. You might say, no, I bought my house and paid for it. Let me tell you something. When it comes down to it, you don't own nothing. Because if you hadn't had a job, you wouldn't have had what you got if God hadn't furnished you a job. God is going to take care of His people. Hey man, He done said, uh, He said there'll come a famine in the land. And let me tell you something this morning, church. Uh, I believe that famine has started right here in America today. Uh, he said there's going to come a time in the last days uh, that there's going to be a famine in the land. Uh, you know what a famine is. Uh, a famine is a hunger. Uh, he said it's not going to be a hunger, Tony, uh, for bread uh, and for water. Uh, but he said there's going to be a famine uh, for hearing the word uh, of God. Uh, and I 
say to everyone today, uh, we better take opportunity uh, while we have opportunity uh, to come to church uh, and not just come to church uh, and sit on a dead pew like we have. It's time to come to church and start praising and glorifying and lifting up uh, the name of Jesus this morning. Hallelujah! It's time, church, that we rise. There's a door down back there being opened unto us. And we need to take it serious. Verse 12. Therefore, therefore, some things. Is that what he says? What does he say? All things. All things. Therefore, all things whatsoever ye would that men should do to you, do ye even so to them. For this is the law and the prophets. Therefore, all things whatsoever ye would. I want to make this just a little bit plainer. What Jesus is saying here. What Jesus is saying here is therefore all things whatsoever you would that men should do to you, do you even so to them. In other words, he's saying, ever how you want people to treat you, ever how you want people to treat you, you treat them the way that you want to be treated. If you notice down through life sometime, do you ever make anybody real mad? I have. I have. People's made me real mad too. And what happens if me and Mark, here we go again, Mark. Hold on, buddy. I'll get you straightened out one of these days. If me and Mark, if I get out and I say something to Mark or about Mark and Mark gets a hold of it, is Mark going to pray for me? Probably not. What's Mark going to say? Well, he said this about me. I'm going to say this about him. And then it's back and forth, back and forth. Victory. What? Victory. Victory. Okay. But that's natural, ain't it? We know it's wrong. But we'll do it anyway. Somebody say something about me, I'll get even with them. Did you ever say that? I'm going to get even with you. Tell somebody, well, so-and-so said so-and-so about you, Brother Ralph. You know what Brother Ralph usually say? Or used to? That's all right. I'll get even with them. <laughs> And it just goes back and forth and back and forth. And you know, sometimes it comes to the point people don't stop and sit down and think how stupid that is and how ignorant it is. They don't. They keep it back and forth. It happens in families a lot. Back and forth. Back and forth. And what happens if you don't get it settled? The family's tore apart. I know families today that won't speak. One feels like one kid feels like that they was mistreated. 
more than any other child. How many wants to be treated good? How many? Let's see your hand if you want to be treated good. How many of you wish that everybody would treat you good? See your hand. See your hand. I'm asking for a hand this morning. Then we know what the Bible says to do. I'm going to treat Mark like I would like to be treated. I'm going to love my brother. I'm going to love my sisters and I'm going to love my brothers and sisters and brothers and sisters. I tell you, it's been a worse, it's been a rough week. It has, having to make decisions and all. I told Tony, I believe it was last night. I said, "This is a decision I'm going to make. I'm going to have to." And I said, "I hope nobody gets mad." He said, "Brother," he said, "Day one," he said, "Them people love you. They'll follow the leader." And I want you to know. That I wouldn't have put that out there yesterday, asking to let's abide by the rules and regulations the best we could. If I didn't love you and I didn't care about you, I wouldn't have been on there. I would say, just come on, just come on. Don't worry about it, just come on. I've had preachers to tell me, well, we don't take no temperatures, we don't wear no masks, we don't social distance, that's crazy. We don't do it. I know some of them churches that didn't do it, but they're not having church today. Not having church today. Well, God will take care of us. God will. But He also will give us enough sense to try to take care of ourselves. Amen. Janetta leave. Oh, excuse me, hey man. Well, look here, I've got some hey man. Did y'all hear them hey man in the time back here? You had my back to hold. <laughs> I believe Ronnie's been asleep. <laughs> How many of you glad they came to the house of the Lord this morning? Amen. I want to say, I want to say here before they sing a song. <clears throat> I've got family sick in Indiana. How many of you got people up in Indiana? Several of you have. I want to say to those of you that's listening in this morning here, to our families in Indiana, you know who come to church here, your family to them, we want to say to them this morning, we love you, stay safe to my family and to theirs. And from Bloomington Chapel's church, we say, be safe as safe as you can. Pray for us. We'll pray for you. And let's pray that God will take care of this thing. And I'm going to say to my daughter, my brother-in-law, Patrick, whosoever will church, I think this makes the third or fourth week they have been down. The COVID is raging there, but it's not just raging there. It's raging everywhere. Those of you that don't have family up there, Pray for those of us that do have family up there. Appreciate it much. We're going to get through this church. We're going to get through it.
Let's just everybody do what we know to do and we will get through it. Stand with me this morning. Time is running out. If you're here this morning and you're not saved, you're going to have the greatest opportunity right now. You may never have another opportunity. You may never. Like you've got today. Jesus said today is the day of salvation. Would you bow your head as they sing a song? If you need to pray, don't put it off. Today, because tomorrow, it may be too late. We don't want you to, nobody, to go to hell. Well, on the other hand, we can't stop you if you want to go. But we're just here to offer you an opportunity and to help you. And we'll help one another down life's way. Go ahead, Brother Ron. You need to pray. You come and pray this morning. I thought number one would surely be me. I thought I could be what I wanted to be. I thought I could live on this life-sinking sand. But I can't even walk without you holding my hand. Lord, I can't even walk without you holding my hand. Mountains too high and the valleys too wide. Down Come on, don't put it off. You need to pray. You need to get up there. That's where I Could today be your day? It can. A lot on I know Jesus is knocking on your heart. I thought I could make it. All you have to do is just open. Just open the door. See, you've got to open it because he don't have a knob on the outside. As a mighty big man. Don't shut him out. Don't shut him out. Without you holding my hand. What about it? Lord, I can't what about it this morning, walk without you holding my hand. Mountains too high and the valleys too wide. Pray with them. I'll make you right over here at the end. Come on, I'll be standing waiting for you. Jesus is here. He's waiting for somebody. He's waiting for somebody. My all in all. I'm right on. For when I'm in trouble, on his name I will call. For I know I can trust him when I've done all I can. What about? Lord, I can't even walk without you holding I see a mighty movement and a mighty concern in her children and her young people. Lord, I can't even 
What about you, Mom? What about you, Dad? What about you? What about you? They're moving. They're moving. And the valley's too wide. Come on. Come on. I've got nothing to do. It takes all I'll be here with you. Lord, I can't even walk without you holding my hand. Why don't you try it one week? Try it just one week. The devil will always take you back. I don't like it. I'm telling you, try it one week. And you see if he don't make a difference in your children, in your family, and in your own life. And I've never been sorry of it Anybody? Again, Rod, if nobody else comes, we're going to go home. Get ready to come back tonight. Can't even walk without you holding.